This podcast is graphic and deals with mature subject matter. You're listening to True Crime Chronicles. My prayer is that he's alive somewhere and and growing and and developing into a happy child. Um, But my fear is what it is. You're afraid he's dead. I am. Was this a spiteful act by the mother? Certainly a theory we're going to look at it when the, when the timing is right, but at this point, we think Sky's a missing person. Please come help us find your son. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to True Crime Chronicles. I'm Will Johnson. And I'm Jessica Knoll. This week, we have a case that had a ton of interest in Seattle. Yeah, this is a story that if you ask anyone who lives in and around Seattle, people know about it. It was huge news. It did get national attention but uh, really in the Pacific Northwest and around Seattle is where this, this story really, really played out. So for me, this case, you know, when you when you look online, you look at the photos, the, the little boy that we're going to talk about, his big brown eyes just are kind of hauntingly staring at you. Tell us his name and, and a little bit about him. Yeah, his name is actually, it's a really interesting name that you'll hear throughout the show, Sky Metalwala. And, you know, he's two years old when this story begins and, you know, that, that's an age when, you know, things are just starting to really start for a youngster in life. You know, they're walking or they're talking or they're making sounds. And, uh, you know, we will let our listeners know this is a story that will tug at your heartstrings. So we want to take you back to when this begins. A November morning, a Sunday morning in 2011, and a young mother from Redmond, Washington, runs out of gas. Julia Barakova pulls her 1998 Acura Integra to the side of a residential street in Bellevue, Washington, just east of Seattle. She had told police that she ran out of gas and went to go walk to the gas station for help uh, with her daughter and came back to her car and her little boy was missing. And that was the initial story. Chris Daniels is chief investigator at King 5 in Seattle. He's been covering news there for almost two decades. There was uh, a massive news blitz the day it happened um, because Sky Metawalla, just two years old, had gone missing. And that, that was the initial news, was there was a two-year-old boy missing in Bellevue. Until we can rule out every option, and they're, and they're all the obvious ones, kidnapping, abduction, um, lost. And we're gonna, we're gonna work through all of those things and try and narrow it down throughout the weekend. Sky Metawalla, the dark-haired toddler with big brown eyes, has simply vanished without a trace. It's a case that everybody in this town print, TV, radio covered extensively out of the gate uh, because it was just so unusual and the story was so unusual. So around Seattle, the story starts getting tons of attention. Chris Daniels actually walks the road where Julia Barakova walked when she ran out of gas. And it, and it turns out that it was a little bit more than a mile that um, she walked through a residential area past office complexes and nobody seemed to see her. Um, we we walked that physically, uh, we, we drove it. It, it was a, a lengthy walk that at that time of the day, you would have thought that somebody would have seen her and her daughter walking at the side of the road. But what strikes a lot of people as most odd, confounding even, is that Julia Berkova isn't talking to the police or to the media. No one. Police say his mother, Julia Berkova, is still not responding to questions about the case, which started November 6th, when she claimed to leave Sky in a car, which ran out of gas, 
and then returned to find him missing. Julia makes her initial report about Sky's disappearance to police. She says she ran out of gas, left him in the car, asleep. But she still doesn't sit down for a police interview. Uh, but Julia Barakova, the, the mother of Sky Metawalla, the one who said she ran out of gas and, and walked to the gas station, never did an interview, never came out in public and said a thing about this. And, and that was when people, I think, started to get a little bit suspicious. Bellevue, Washington is not the kind of place where kids, really anyone, goes missing regularly. And for a two-year-old child to be plucked from a car on the side of the road with no explanation is simply bizarre. You know, Bellevue is not an area known for uh, high levels of crime or child abductions or, or anything like that. Julia Berkova and her husband Solomon were recently split up. There were custody battles. Julia ended up with Skye and his four-year-old sister Miley. But now with Skye gone, Julia pretty much goes into hiding. Solomon, the dad, however, is in front of cameras and talking to police, begging for anyone to come forward and his son to come home safely. I just want my son home, uh, and thank you for taking care of him, but he belongs uh, at home with us. There are a lot of details that start bubbling up about Julia's custody battle with her ex-husband for Skye and her four-year-old daughter, Solomon Metalwall had actually painted a pretty dark picture of Julia for investigators during that custody battle. King Five has obtained new documents that raise some very tough questions. Key among them, did his mother have dreams about killing her son? Julia was like a prisoner who locked herself into a cell block. She began to have dreams about killing our children, even telling me of her dreams about strangling our youngest child. This became very scary, and I knew it was time to do something. There are also reports about court documents that show Julia was involuntarily committed to a mental health center at one point. Doctors claim she had a low GAF, or Global Assessment of Functioning Scale, just 15 on a scale of 1 to 100. A University of Washington explanation says that number means a person is in danger of hurting themselves or others. At this point, hundreds of volunteers are involved in the search for a sky. Tips are pouring in. His face peers out from posters and flyers. Everyone is looking for Sky. Uh, I, I have never seen this newsroom kind of rally around a story like that. Um, we really put a lot of resources into it. Um, you know, there are, there are reporters and photographers that are parents uh, that I think this story resonated with. It doesn't take long for Julia's story to unravel. It turns out the gas tank wasn't empty. And that's really when the suspicion hit another level. Like, why, why, did she, why did she say it ran out of gas? Why did she walk more than a mile to a gas station? Why is there no surveillance video of her walking around at the gas station with this child? Uh, how did nobody see this little boy in the back seat? Um, and why did she take that particular route? Because she was living in Redmond at the time, which is another uh, city that's that's a pretty good distance away from where she parked the car. So, I mean, you start asking those questions and you start just kind of putting pins on a map and, and it just doesn't add up. The story doesn't add up. And if her story was to go there and get gas, did she come back with a gas can? No. I mean... No, she, uh, I mean, there were people at the gas station who said, yes, in fact, she did come up um, and and said that she, you know, uh, had run out of gas and, and had told the story. Police continue to dig into Julia's story. If the car wasn't out of gas, maybe something else was wrong with the car. A short time before midnight, a team of detectives gathered at the Bellevue Police Department evidence lockup. They brought with them a mechanics truck from the city's public works department. And just after midnight, the roll-up door of the garage opened and the silver 1998 Acura Integra sprinted out. 
Investigators conclude that nothing was wrong with the car. There was no reason for it to stop running. It didn't run out of gas. There was nothing wrong with the engine. The question is, does the fact that the, ga the car had gas in it and operated fine uh, make mom look like a liar? Uh, I, don't, I think those are harsh words. It's difficult to answer that directly without accusing mom of something, which I'm not going to do at this point. Uh, I'll just let the evidence speak to itself, which is there was gas in the car. The car was able to drive and operate. That's not what, what Julia told us. The police department is baffled by Julia's story. We're frustrated uh, with the lack of information we're getting from her, although we continue to reach out. And, and we've, got to, we've got to try and find this little boy. So Julia's story is falling apart, but she still is not talking. There are more and more details coming out about Julia, about the family, about their relationship. Police come across a website at one point called seekingarrangement.com where someone had set up a profile for Julia in the months before Sky disappeared. Someone had logged into the profile just a week and a half before Sky disappeared. The profile says she speaks fluent Russian and Ukrainian, is divorced, has two kids, and is looking for financial stability and assistance, three to $5,000 a month, from a real man. The owner of Seeking Arrangement says the site aims to connect singles with so-called sugar daddies. It isn't clear if Julia Barakova created the account or someone else. Days turn into weeks and still no news, no clues, no leads. The thing that we're lacking is evidence, and as soon as we can uh, have enough evidence to point us one direction or the other, we can flip that switch and call this something else, but at this point we can't. And a King 5 Chris Daniels investigation takes a pretty strange detour. You got me, Igor? I even went to the level of finding an interpreter to call a phone number that this person had slipped to me, which was allegedly Julia's father living in the Ukraine, and had a whole conversation uh, with a Ukrainian translator about whether this man knew anything about Sky's whereabouts. Well, she basically said that um, they don't know anything was going on with the missing child. She said that maybe um, the father here has maybe something to do with it and should find out. He turned it around and said it was, he believed Solomon was involved um, and that Julia could not have done anything wrong. But I mean, that was the level that we were trying to find leads on all of this because she did not say anything to police. And then we hear from Julia's grandmother, Nadia Berkova. It's really the only person on Julia's side of the family that we've heard from at all. Chris Daniels reads her email. There aren't any words to describe my heartbrokenness associated with missing my dear grandson. I don't believe that there is a hand capable of hurting my beautiful, precious child. I'll give everything just to hold him in my arms again. I'll never be able to talk about him in past tense. I'll be waiting for his return back to me as long as I'll live. And not surprisingly at this point, a lot of people are asking, why police couldn't just charge her with a crime, charge Julia with a crime, like child abandonment or question her as a suspect? University of Washington law professor Mary Fan says there are actually good reasons why they would choose not to file charges. It complicates things um, when you take someone into custody and all sorts of protections kick in. You have someone out and about, though, you can follow them. Uh, see where they go. You have a missing child out there. They've been given advice not to not to go down that road. Uh, that that perhaps she would say nothing more. Thirty days after Sky disappeared, Solomon Metalwalla is granted custody to Sky's four-year-old sister Miley. Solomon is understandably overjoyed. Hug her, hug her, hug her, and kiss her, kiss her, kiss her, and tell her again and again how precious she is. 
how blessed I am to have a, a daughter like her. More time goes by, eventually a year, an anniversary of Sky's disappearance come and go. Tips come in, more flyers go up. The Metalwalla family will try again to canvas a certain area with flyers. They plan Police to put out age progressions showing what Sky would look like as he got older. All theories are still viable. We have not ruled anything out as a possibility in this case. Four years after Sky disappeared, a new police chief takes over in Bellevue, Washington. And from day one, Chief Steve Milet makes his priority clear. I'm a father of four. And so this is truly my worst nightmare. Losing one of my children would be terrible, and I can't imagine that I, could, I, I would be able to go on, but I'm sure I would. But losing my child and never knowing what happened to him, oh my goodness. You can only imagine every day he wakes up and the very first thing that he thinks of is Sky, and before he goes to sleep. Chief Milet actually meets with Sky's father, Solomon, and they talk for hours at police headquarters. He sat down with me and we had a three-hour conversation of uh, what else can we do. We brought him up to speed where we are in the investigation. He shared additional information that he felt was relevant. Um, there was dialogue between my detectives and Mr. Metawala. We hear about talk of new leads and new evidence coming out of that conversation with Solomon. It goes towards the ongoing investigation, and I'm not trying to be evasive here. Um, there's things that he did share with us that we're following up on. Another year goes by. It's now five years after Sky vanished. Police put forth another idea, and this is actually something that many had already wondered about. Bellevue Deputy Police Chief Patrick Arpin. Do you believe he was actually in the car that day? Well, it, the evidence that we've we uncovered and from our uh, investigation of the car and stuff is we don't think he was in the car at that time. In fact, for a long time, there had actually been questions about when Sky was last seen by anyone before he disappeared. It had actually been a long time since Solomon had seen his son, Solomon Metawalla's attorney, Clay Terry. We cannot find anyone who has seen Sky since May of 2011. That was five months before he vanished, but Bellevue police had a different report in the days after Sky disappeared. So far, we've only been able to locate one person that's seen Sky within the last two weeks, and that was a neighbor. So perhaps the only person to answer these questions is still not talking, even five years later. Is that odd behavior for the mother of a missing child to not want to talk to police about what happened? Is it odd? Yeah, I, I would say it's odd behavior. Why? I can't explain. You know, she has chosen not to. She's not shown any interest in helping us in any way whatsoever with this investigation. And so we believe that, you know, that she is the key to solving this. More years go by, and now, almost nine years after Sky disappeared, Julia Birkova has avoided the media. She's declined police interviews. She's never asked for help to find her son or explain why her story about that Sunday morning doesn't hold any water. She's remarried, she's changed her last name to Morgan, she had another son and split up again. But just last year, she couldn't avoid the spotlight when she appeared in court on another matter, a dispute with her new ex-husband. For many of us, we heard her voice for the first time when she took the stand. I've never made police statements before. Mm -hmm. We don't wanna waste everybody's time okay. here with this long story okay. and embellishments. Yeah, I'm not the one wasting time, so, Mr. Beckett. Outside the courtroom, Chris Daniels finally got to ask Julia Berkova the question he's wanted to ask ever since 2011, when Sky Metawalla went missing. It's a question anyone who's heard about the case would wanna ask. Bellevue, Bellevue police have been asking for seven years now for a response to what happened to Sky Metawalla. 
Why won't you talk to Bellevue Police? She's not going to give a comment. Bellevue Police say you are the only person who knows where Sky Metawalla is. Where is Sky Metawalla? She's not going to comment. But as Julia Berkova's lawyer shields his client from the questions and the camera, something odd happens, something that the camera captures. When I asked where was Sky Metawalla, she grinned in a strange way. Um, it was a strange response, a nonverbal response, but it was not what you would expect when you're asking a question that a lot of people have asked uh, of her and of the situation for years is to see a smirk on her face. And then uh, she kept her head down and her attorney just basically stepped in front of us the entire time. But again, not answering a single question uh, about Sky Metawala's disappearance. Over the years, there have been so many theories, sightings, tips, and today Sky's father seems to accept that his son is gone. He will always be my son, uh, and I will always be his father. Um, on this earth, I don't see him, but in heaven, uh, we'll be together. Solomon believes his child is deceased. I mean, he has, he has moved on, he has said that, he has had no contact, he says, from, from anybody in the, the family or from his child. Uh, I think, you know, as someone who has not experienced this same situation, I, I, you know, you hear sometimes from families that they, they always want to leave that, that window of hope uh, in their mind that, that perhaps there is a, a happy ending. But, but Solomon has been pretty frank, uh, especially over the last few years, about what he thinks happened. Over and over again, Solomon Metalwala has walked the stretch of road where his wife pulled over back in 2011. He's convinced that Julia Barakova knows what happened to Sky. He, he believes Julia has something to do with, with Sky's disappearance. Whatever happened, I need to know. I want to know. Do you think she knows? 100%. There's, there's not a doubt in my mind that she, she, she doesn't know what happened. I know she knows what happened to Sky. So why doesn't Julia Barakova talk? Why would a mother not do everything in her power to find her missing two-year-old son. Can you think of any reason that she wouldn't come in and talk to you if she really wanted to find her son? Again, as a parent, no, I can't. I can't. Um, as a police chief with close to 30 years as a cop, yeah, I can imagine why she wouldn't want to come in. I'm sure there is somebody else besides Julia who knows something. Um, and, and short of that, uh, th this case will probably remain unsolved. She was the last adult that saw Sky. She has more information that um, we need to locate this child. And so, again, I make the plea and I make the invitation, please contact this police department and, you know, with your attorney present, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about finding your son. So if you feel like we do when you hear the story of Skye, that it seems outrageous that Skye's mom hasn't been brought in for questioning, that no one has been charged, we get it. We even checked with the Bellevue police to see what the latest is. This child is missing, presumed dead, and we want to find the person responsible, and so we need the public's help. Megan Black with Bellevue Police says the case is still very much open, active, and under investigation. 
Well, in order to charge someone with a crime, we have to have all of our ducks in a row. We have to have the evidence. We would still like to talk with Julia Barakova because we do believe that the mother knows more information than she is telling us at this point in time. Right now, we are actively following up on any leads and tips that we get in. The case is still active. We probably get, oh, two to three, maybe four tips a year with people calling in with some information. And because this is an unsolved case, we know that there are people out there who possibly have heard something or know something, and we would encourage anyone who has had uh, any contact with Julia Birakova and might suspect that they have some important information to please get in touch with us because we will follow up on any and all leads. Well, I, I really found it interesting in this story that the police decided not to charge his mom with anything. Yeah, I mean, that's a key component to the whole story and an undercurrent to a lot of people's questions about the case all these years. Uh, as, as Chris Daniels points out, also as a law professor points out, as soon as you charge somebody, there are protections that kick in, and that was explained, you know, and even like the, the right to silence, you know, all those things can immediately uh, come into play, uh, and, and even even more so once you've been charged. So it it is interesting after all these years that that decision from the get-go not to charge her or, or, you know, they don't have any other suspects um, that we're aware of, but that that has stayed the same throughout all these years. Um, you know, the police department in Bellevue still considers this a case. It's still a priority. Um, there are still images of Sky Metawalla and this case when you, when you go into the headquarters um, on, on the bulletin board. It, 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 they want to solve this one way or the other. Um, so that's a, a strategic decision that the police department has made. I should also mention that, you know, the father, certainly the police department, my sense is that they uh, looked at everyone surrounding this case very closely. Um, but he is certainly, after all these years, he has not been named a suspect. He has worked, as far as we can tell, very closely with the police department, met with them over the years, and has been uh, very willing and able to, you know, to try to help them solve this case as well. So, well, how much digging into Sky's mom's life did the police do initially, and have they gone any further with that? Oh, I mean, a lot. I, I don't think there's any anything they haven't looked at. We talk about the website uh, that comes up as part of the investigation, seeking arrangements. Um, and that didn't necessarily play into uh, the investigation other than the fact that it was reported on and, you know, it was kind of odd or strange. But uh, early on, I mean, um, again, my understanding is that Julia's apartment was searched. Um, everything was gone through. So, you know, they've looked at all all aspects of, of the case and everyone that was involved, and certainly Julia. But they just haven't been able to talk to her, which, you know, as you l hear this story, you just come back to that over and over again. Why? Why? Why isn't she talking? Yeah, it's really bizarre. It's, it's unimaginable that she wouldn't do everything in her power to facilitate their investigation. Um, also, what I have seen, uh, and I think you talked a little to Chris at um, the Seattle station, was there was an episode of Law & Order SVU that may have triggered an idea for someone. Yeah, in fact, I did speak with Chris Daniels about this as well, and there may have been an episode uh, of, the, of that program that aired 
prior to this happening, and it's all eerily similar to what uh, ended up taking place with Julia and running out of gas and leaving the child and the child vanishing. I don't. I haven't seen it. I, I don't know how it all ends up, but there has been reporting on that early on in the investigation um, where there were some similarities between the TV shows. So it's just another weird aspect to this, this whole case. So, Will, we'll be covering a lot of different types of cases, true crime stories on this show, and missing children are some of those cases that are going to come up, and they just – they're really hard to – to talk about, and um, but they're very important also. Yeah, we feel that it's really important to talk about cases that involve children that have gone missing or vanished because getting the word out to the public can actually make a big difference if someone knows something or has seen something or heard something. So, yeah, it's important that we talk about this, these, these types of cases. And if anyone out there thinks that they might have any information about Sky's case, Call the Bellevue, Washington Police Department. All right, Jessica, thanks a lot. We will be back next week right here on True Crime Chronicles with a new story and a new case. True Crime Chronicles is a Vault Studios production. You can tell your friends to listen, subscribe, rate, and review our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all major listening apps.